from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It's the Masonic Light Podcast. Episode number 165. (gasps) What? That's almost a round number, but not. Yeah, close. 165. And you know what we're getting close to, don't you? 500,000 listeners. Other than that. On three planets. 166. Episode 166. We're getting close. Oh, now you're doing arithmetic. Now you're doing math. You and Josh. We're getting close to 168. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a major anniversary. That, that's issue. a major you anniversary. You have to tune in and listen to figure out why. Yeah, it's a major anniversary. Yeah, we just or gave you a big clue. Listen to the last show we put up. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, George J. Grove and Son. Jidge. Yep. Hireman Solomon Cigars, Scott Helm Electric, Masonic Timepieces, and our favorite chocolatier. Intermezzo by Stephanie, mm. who we taste got to be a taste tester this afternoon. Yes, you guys had the first exposure to a new flavor called Oh Snap. It's called Oh Snap. So, what's the website that they can go to? It's Intermezzo by Stephanie. That's original. Dot com. Awesome. Check that out. Order the Oh Snap. We only sell chocolate to people who can spell Intermezzo. Okay, you can Google it. Yeah, we're also sponsored by our fantastic Patreon supporters. They're the best. They are the best. And you, too, can be a Patreon supporter. Tell you know us, that, Tim. Larry? How can as little as $1, <gasps> one, a one a month? One, one stinking dollar. dollar. It's wow. so low, your wife won't even know about it. Right. Go to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. Exactly. You can email us at MasonicLightPodcast at gmail.com. Larry, turn your phone off. On X and threads at Masonic Light and don't forget to like us on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. I love it. I heard it. I heard you know, it. some things never change. At least it's not the Phillies plan or the 76ers with the uh, April of 2016. T- oh, my gosh. April of 2016. April of We've 2016. been doing it that long, Larry. <laughs> Larry. Got it? All right. Got it. All right. So in studio tonight, we have Larry, Jack, Josh, and our special guest, <gasps> the illustrious... P.J. Roop, 33rd degree, Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden of Pennsylvania, and the editor of The Northern Light, the premier magazine of the Scottish Rite of the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction. That's all the time we have. And that is. Yeah, you took it up with my titles. All right, thanks for coming tonight. We're on our first break. We're on a hard break. So I'll tell you a story offline about the incoming... uh, Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden in my introduction of him in my lodge a couple of months ago. Nice. That was fun. Um, so, uh, Larry, what have you been doing Masonically for the last couple of weeks? Uh, I've been busy. That's what I hear. Yeah. I, uh, executive board meeting for Tall Cedars, Your which final will be my one. last one uh, 
So you say. So I say say, Goose and Gridiron on Thursday. 18 years of that. I'm getting sick of it. And... uh, And uh, I attended lodge meeting on uh, last night, which was a which was a really a very good meeting. Excellent. Great. So I've been busy. Nice. You know, Larry, I want to congratulate you for what you have served a term as a presiding officer for two years. Two terms. Yep. You know, I remember us talking about how you know you need to be a you need to to be a presiding officer, and you, and you were like, no, I don't want to do that. Rah, rah, rah. And you did it. He sounded just like that. You know, yeah. You know why. Pete yeah. did it. Yeah. Pete well, talked Pete me into it. No, Pete talked you into it. But, but you, you did it. I mean, you know, Pete, you you carried it. You did, you did it. it. You yeah, finished. Did, yeah. So uh, you finished know, the I, race. You know, I am really passed Grand Tall Cedar and Grand Tall Cedar. So I do have the, pa- I do have the title passed. Just so you know. I'm impressed. In the scheme of things, I have no idea what that means in the universe, but tune in next week. We'll let you know. Yeah, that in 250. <laughs> That's right. Jack, how about you? What have you been doing with Sonically? Um, the last thing, I think, since our previous recording, let's see, what was it? Um, there was a past master's dinner at our lodge. I love it how they're all looking at calendars now. And yeah, you ruined us. <laughs> um, the big thing for me was Junto Council AMD, yeah. which uh, is one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's one of those telling PJ before that we started that it's that league of extraordinary gentlemen that I thought we were joining when we joined Freemasonry mm-hmm. and it's a small group and, uh, it's a, it's a bunch of different guys from different walks of life. And it's just, um, it's just a great experience to sit around the table and talk smack here. You brought in a new member. Uh, yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah. A former uh, guest. We're, we're not going to. We're not going to betray any names okay. or anything. All right, just a former guest. Um, yeah, and uh, the other thing, Masonic choices. The only other thing, Masonic is uh, we're eating some Demolay uh, peanut brittle. Off yes, the table. we are. So, uh, if that comes to your neck of the woods, you definitely want to buy some. Do it. It's do very it. good. Very good. But PJ, you are a busy man. No, I haven't done much in the last couple of weeks. Oh, I've, I don't. It's been slow. That. No, I I, uh, <laughs> I was going to look at my phone, which I did silence before the show started. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't me you heard five minutes no, ago. No, no, we knew at, who it at was. At the two-minute and 36-second mark, lucky. whatever that was. Knew who that You're all was. just lucky I don't have the ESPN notification. Exactly. Right, right. So I, I spoke uh, on the 21st of – 21st? Something like that. It doesn't matter. October, I spoke at the Maine Masonic College mm-hmm. and then wandered my way down to Lexington for committee week. So with, with in the Scottish Rite Supreme Council, active members are all assigned to different committees, and we, we meet twice a year outside of the annual meeting – for committee week, and so I spent uh, a few days in Boston, Lexington, in Boston for committee week, and uh, just had my my photo shoot, my glamour shots for the Ooh, senior grand warden uh, today. Yes, they, it's almost official. Did they like then. fuzz it's, out the background? When they've got the yes. picture, ah, it's so close. When they've got the I picture, see. and you've got the jewel on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I don't have it in my possession yet, but uh, I'm I'm assured it's on my way, so that I can uh, I can touch up the the wayward hairs that are. If anybody wants to go back a year ago and look in the magazine, they didn't retouch anything, and my hair was a hot mess, I mean, it was re- which, if you're listening now, it, it looks good today. Uh, <laughs> headphones aside, but it looks better than it did two years ago when I took those pictures, and it went into the magazine, and I thought, what the heck are you guys doing? Like, why did somebody not touch up this uh-huh. this head? Yeah, so I, I just saw that picture in, in the most recent NMJ journal we got, Yeah, and I saw your hair was, like, peaked. Yeah. But 
That one. That I don't remember a, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that that might have been a COVID do. Like I was, yeah, I was, I was trying on the long hair for a while, and I, well, not the long. But long the hair, hair looks but good today. Th- I appreciate that, Larry. Thank you. So, and you just revealed a title that I left out of your introduction. Uh oh. You're actually an active for Pennsylvania. Active member for Pennsylvania. I wasn't going to correct you. PJ's fine, as I've as, as I've said before. <laughs> I answered a PJ still. Yeah, I was for a few go more years. But yes, but yeah. for a few more years. For a few, yes, your grace, your highness, they all were. That's work, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Photo. I kid, I kid. Um, yeah, so that it's been, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but yeah. the, the photo shoot today was was nice, and it tied in with coming out to see you guys. And I just hit the table. I promised I would. I love it. All right. I silenced my phone, but I hit the table. There you go. Twenty dollars in the pot. <laughs> oh. Damn it! Yeah, it's all good. Joshy, uh, I missed lodge meeting, of course. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I look for you. Yeah, I even bought new shoes. Black? No. Uh-huh. Crocs. By the way, you did a great job uh, editing last episode. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. There's just one little. Yeah. The scrubbing sounds. <laughs> I thought I had gotten water on my phone and my phone was doing the scrubbing, so I actually went right. back. And well, I did too. I hit rewind two or three times. I'm like, wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> and he had warned us about it. Beautiful. That was even better. <laughs> So, since our last episode, oh, and I, I know a couple of you guys actually missed an item, we actually went to hear our past guests at the Academy of Masonic Knowledge oh, after we our did. show. Oh, geez. I was there, too. And you oh. were there, too. That's right. How did uh, I do that? I, see, I knew you would forget. Oh, see, I'm not looking at my calendar. She's going to be so mad at you. Oh, oh Heather. Man. Heather, he forgot you already. God. Uh, no, I did not have a picture right here in front of me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I attended the Zimbo Shrine Past Masters Dinner, uh, which was made up of a ton of past masters from my lodge. It was like, we should just have a past masters meeting and invite everybody over. Uh, but anyway, uh, on the 3rd, the uh, Big Valley of Harrisburg's Capital Area Scottish Rite Club met, and uh, that was fun. And then finally, they applaud. Uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge Number 302 held its stated meeting on Monday. And we had such a jam-packed, fun time where we recognized first responders and veterans and gave out some 25-year pins and did a guest presentation of a 70-year pin for another lodge. Oh, cool. And all of that, and we adjourned before 845. I didn't go into that kind of detail. Well, you could have. Well, why? (laughs) (laughs) Can we start over? (laughs) I love it. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk to our guest, PJ Roop. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove and Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com.
And we're back with our special guest, the illustrious PJ Roop. Welcome. It's good to have you on the show. It's great to finally be on the show. Absolutely. We've uh, we've we've tried to get you on, and then in the end, it was so easy. Well, your check finally cleared. Oh, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Check cleared. <laughs> Once my publicist said it was okay. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to get all the disclaimers taken care of and all that good stuff. So, um, why don't we start by? I'm sure we've got listeners that may not know you well. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you got started? Um, in Freemasonry. I can do that, sure. So I, in 1997, my grandfather, who unbeknownst to me was a Mason, my, my mother's father, uh, got sick, went into the hospital. I was taking care of his house, and at some point in the grass-cutting, mail-getting daily routine, I opened up the mailbox, and there was this beautiful VHS cassette, or VHS tape, of the friend-to-friend videotape, and it had the picture, that the beautiful painting that's in every lodge of <clears throat> Benjamin Franklin and King Solomon and George Washington and Buzz Aldrin, and it, it almost immediately, I mean, it sounds really strange, but almost immediately I was touched by that, and I thought, I don't know what this is, but it seems special. So mm-hmm. I took the videotape to my mother, and I said, I was 28 or 29 at the time, I said, hey, Pap had this in the mailbox can I watch it? And she said, I, I don't know. You better talk to him. That's like a secret group. He's been a Mason for a long time. <laughs> I don't know anything else about it, though. So so I, I went into the hospital, took it in with me the next time I went to visit him, and I held it up to him, and I said, can I watch this? And he had a trach tube and, and couldn't really talk, but he, he mouthed, I don't know. He, of course, didn't know what it was, and he was from the generation. He was, he was raised in 1964. He's a World War II vet, spent 11 months in a prison camp, prison, prisoner of war camp. Wow. Um, um. Was a tank commander. Actually, got got captured. He landed the day after D Day. Got captured on the fifteenth of June and spent the next eleven months until the Russians liberated whatever camp it was. I should know more about that, but wow. pretty pretty interesting interesting backstory on wow. on that. Um, but it took him a little while. He's he's one of those guys who who eventually did join the lodge. Um, so I said, oh, he said, oh, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Basically, I don't I don't know anything else about it. So watch it. And I didn't get a chance to watch it before he died. He died in August, and, and I hadn't seen it yet. So I knew nothing, still knew nothing about the Masons, but they, the Lodge did the Masonic funeral service for him. And I pretty much got up out of my seat, and I ran back to where they were all changing back into their street clothes. And I, looking back on it, I was such a, such a naive little kid. I said, hey, I had this videotape. My grandfather got me this videotape, and I was probably talking 100 miles an hour <laughs> because I wanted to prove to them that I was worthy of this organization because what they said at the Masonic Funeral Service is, is just, we, we all know it, mm-hmm. it's so touching and it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And uh, they said, relax. We knew your grandfather. Well, let's let's talk about this when when you're all everything settled so uh, he died in august i petitioned the lodge in september was raised or uh was entered in in november of 1997 so it didn't take very long so we never sat in lodge together but he was my inspiration for doing it he was just this, he was a he was a quiet man who just lived the masonic life and didn't make didn't make any big deal about being a mason but was a mason at heart and looking back on it now i could see all of those qualities in him that, that I respect and admire, but didn't know why he had them. So what lodge did you join? I joined uh, Plum Creek Lodge, number 799, in, outside of Pittsburgh in Plum, Pennsylvania. Plum, Pennsylvania. Yes. And you're still a member of that lodge. Still right? a member of that yeah. lodge. Also belonged to Lodge Adluchem when I became a district deputy. Uh, one of the reasons I think Ron Angst picked me as district deputy is I, I was interested in traditional observance, and he had just opened Kite and Key out mm-hmm. on this side of the state. 
And uh, I, I had asked him during my interview about moving something like that to this side of the state. And once he, once he picked me, he said, I expect you to have a lodge ready to go by the, by the June quarterly of, of next year. Wow, so, no, no pressure. Yeah, we had about three or four months to really get it up and running. But we had, we had tremendous interest in Pittsburgh. So it really wasn't, it sure. wasn't, heavy, it wasn't as heavy a lift as I thought it would be for, as a brand new district deputy. So okay. we started 812 in 2000, late 2007. Cool. And in your original lodge, you went through the chairs there, or I did go it? through the chairs. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I was uh, 1997. I 1998. I was raised. I was seen uh, Percivent in 1999. Junior warden, senior warden, master in 2002. Okay. So quick, quick trip to the it, east. Yes, it was. It was abbreviated. So yes. we we actually had a few guys. The guy that was one month ahead of me, uh, Bob Cording. He he got his degrees one month ahead of me. We both wanted to go through the chairs. We both really and Bob became uh, Mr. Mason in Pittsburgh as well. Joined everything and was active in in pretty much everything out there. Um, they sat us down and said, "You both want to be officers. Who wants to go first? And I said, "Bob, you're you're senior. You should you should go first. So I, I just followed him through those chairs, and it was it was kind of a fun trip. Very cool, smart play. Bought yourself an extra year. I did. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mama yeah. didn't raise no dummy. Okay. <laughs> So what was the first appendant body you joined? The first appendant body was the Scottish Rite, and it was not until 2007. I was a district deputy, so 2000, really? 2007. Wow. I really didn't want to do I, – I wanted to join everything, of uh-huh. course, because yep. I was excited about masonry, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, I need to learn all of these things. Mm-hmm. But somebody – and I wish I could tell you who it was. Somebody said, there's a lot to learn in Blue Lodge. Don't rush. So I didn't rush. And finally, by the time I became district deputy, a few of the deputies said, you know, you should, you should join Scottish Rite or, or at least something, but it will broaden your circle. You're, you're going to deal with other district deputies. Most of them will belong to, if not Scottish Rite, York Rite bodies, mm-hmm. but you should, you should do something else. So that was my – really my I, – I joined the, shri- uh, the Shrine not too long after that. But, yeah, I, I am not a York Rite guy yet. Okay. Yet. <clears throat> I like that. We yeah. can fix that. Yes, that, that, we that, know that people. We're, we're, we're working on people. that, brother. J- brother J- uh, Jason and I are in in contact. <laughs> I'm sure, almost right. monthly, I'm trying sure. to make that happen. His name so. is right there. Yes, so, there yeah. you go, Jason. Don't let him off the hook. Make nope. him do it. No. Make him do it the right I way. I heard the commitment. Yes, there you go. No, we're, we're, I'm in. I told him we, we were trying to do a one day class last February, uh-huh. and I was in, uh-huh. and they had to postpone the one day class. Yeah. Pittsburgh did a really interesting one day class where there was Scottish. Oh, right I heard about this. It was really nice. Yeah, Jason. I think Jason talked about it on here. They were degrees that kind of complemented each other yep. or told similar stories, similar I guess, stories, not yeah. knowing what the York Rite does. Uh-huh. I, I can't tell you that for sure, mm-hmm. but I was I was in when it was in February, and then they <clears> moved it to September, and it was between my wife's family's family vacation and joining the York Rite, and uh-huh. my wife's family's family vacation won out over uh, that in September yeah, of last year. So wise man. Again, mama didn't raise no dummy. That's right. <laughs> so it'll happen. The York Rite will happen. Very Good. cool. So uh, you became a district deputy. Yes. Uh, how long after being master? I was master in 2002, became deputy in 2007. So oh, five, yeah, so it took a few years. There. Yeah. I was the district, what, what did we have back then? The CHIP chairman. Okay. So I did mm-hmm. the CHIP program in 2004 and uh-huh. five. And looking back, I think that was Kurt Tesh's, my, pre, my predecessor as district deputy. I think he just wanted to keep me involved. Uh-huh. He, I think he... Probably at that point, not knowing it at the time, keep but stirring. Uh, yes, yeah. keep, keep him. He keep saw him you, and he's yeah. like, "Let's keep him close." Keep him in, right. in suspension. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, so I did that for two years, 
and then took a year off, I guess, and really did just kind of hung around the district. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> you know, one of the things I learned in leadership training years and years ago was that your most important job is to always find your successor. Um, and, um, I'm sure as a district deputy, that was what was going on. And I'm sure you played that uh, same role. Yes. Yes. Uh, I did. I did that. You went through that. Kurt gave me that advice. He said, yeah. always, he said, keep an eye on everybody. Yeah. And if you see something you like, somebody you like, write it down and mm-hmm. write his name down and, and keep him close and keep him involved if, if you think he's the right guy. So, and I did that with Robert Lovick, who it was my successor in the, in the job and Robert's done a great job as well. So great. So how did you get involved and connected with the Northern Masonic jurisdiction outside of just being a Scottish Rite Mason? So I, trying to think of the order of this. So I, I guess I was, I was made an active in 2018. So I, oh, okay. I served as the thrice potent master in 20, boy, these, these years all run together. And I'm Great that line, by the way. What's that? Thrice potent master? Yeah. Yes. Isn't it, isn't it really? It it's is. the best. Yeah. I hear there are other lines, but I don't even know the they names. They really don't matter. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So I was thrice <laughs> That's going to get some hate yeah. mail. <laughs> yeah. Send all the hate mail to Masonic Light Podcast. Effort right. <laughs> a lot. Number 665? Six, 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 yeah, just masoniclightpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, that works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll try um, to keep, keep it out of my yeah. inbox. We'll please. keep it out of Jack's inbox. Yeah. The opinions of the guest are that's, his and his alone. That's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. I, and I kid. They're all, they're all great lines. Some of my best friends are in those other lines. Yeah. Is that a good disclaimer? That's uh, close enough. Good. All right. Fair enough. Little wash. So I was yeah, I was thrice potent master, then spent two years as treasurer at the valley, and uh, from there, uh, Tom Sturgeon said, "Hey, would you would you be interested in this job as the active member of Supreme Council?" Nice. And I said, "Do you get to wear bling?" I didn't really say that, but <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is yes. The you answer do. turned out to be yes. Quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> the answer to the question I never asked was yes, but. Yeah, so he, he and I had a, a few conversations, and and uh, so I was I was made. What, what do we say? That we, I was crowned an active in 2018. Okay, good choice. Yes, yes, crowned. crowned. So I uh, somewhere in the middle of that, and I'm going to say 2016 because it doesn't matter. No one's going to fact check it anyway. I don't think. But somebody will. I say this. Somebody will. Our uh, the editor of our magazine had passed away. The editor of the the what was called the right news in the Valley of Pittsburgh had, had passed away. And he had talked to me prior to that about taking over as the editor. And I said, well, I don't, I, I like to write. And I, you know, at that point I was doing, I did a brand new speech every time I was at a lodge for a district deputy. Cause I thought, I don't want to go out and, and ask these guys. We had a very good traveling presence in the 54th district. We'd get 35 guys from a lodge and 70 visitors come along. And, uh, I didn't want to give the same speech at every visitation. I didn't think it was fair to say to guys, hey, come out, give me give me 10 nights, and I'm going to tell you the same thing the Grand Master wants me to tell you every time. So Can't say that doesn't sound like a good idea. Right. You know? yeah, I mean, it, it was work. I mean, yeah. it, it took it took a lot of work to come up with a new speech every time. But it, as a consequence of that, I have like 450,000 words of things I've written that I need to collect into a volume at some point mm-hmm. and do something with. But um, it, it's, it seemed to work, and the guys – the guys liked it. I mean, I, I ended up putting a few of them online because guys would come up to me afterwards and say, can I have that? Can I use it somewhere? And I said, yeah, I don't, you don't have to credit me. I don't care. I didn't write it for the credit. I wrote it to maybe inspire somebody to take a chair or do something better or make something of themselves or look a little deeper into Freemasonry. That was, and half of my, my dirty little secret was that I always wrote that for me. It helped me order my thoughts about Freemasonry. Sure. So, um, 
so I, I'm way off subject here. However, no. so I, I became the editor of the Pittsburgh Magazine, and we changed it around. I do, I do not do the layout. Rodney Boyce, who is a member of the Valley of Pittsburgh and a very good graphic designer, does all the layout work. I, I put all the words together, collate the stories, and, and put that, and, and he makes it look pretty on the page. So we have this magazine that now is a 48-page magazine. Um, we send it up to Lexington. You know, copies go to all the different libraries and to Lexington. And I guess at some point it was sitting on Dave Glatley's desk and he was there with Tom Sturgeon. And he said, you know, the Valley of Pittsburgh's magazine is better than our magazine. And Tom said, well, why don't you hire him? So that's how I got the they job. Did. <laughs> so they did. So. Spoken like a true corporate raider. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. So so I, now I, I do I do both magazines. I do Pittsburgh's magazine and the, the Northern Light. And uh, so we and Rodney has come along on that journey as well to do to do the layout. So when I took that over in 20, well, beginning, I, I did one issue prior to COVID. Wow. And uh, that was an easy issue. And then the next three were much harder to come up with Oof. what's going on. You know, they, they have the around the jurisdiction section and they wanted, the, you know, the idea was to, let's highlight something from every one of the 15 states. And <laughs> boy, that was really hard to come up with. Like there were a lot of screenshots. If you go back to like the May issue of 2020, uh-huh. there's a lot of Zoom screenshots as our around the jurisdiction the section. Issue. But yeah, it, it, pretty much it was a Zoom issue. So um, yeah, so I've, I think we're, I'm five years into that now, I guess. Somebody can do that math, but a long time into it. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a lot of fun. You did a great job. And I understand that you were recently nominated for a pretty major award for one of your uh, you, one of your uh, yes issues. You've done some research, or at least read the, ma- the magazine that just it. came out. Good, I yes, read it. <laughs> <laughs> we received a a bronze award at the Amplify Awards, which is a national a national award show for media publishing company, or I'm sorry, association publishing company. So it's all the media that's associated with nonprofit associations. So. We're up against groups, and I didn't know this when we submitted there. We're up against groups like AARP, and I mean it's – and our problem is they go by group size. So we're over 50,000, so we're up against all the big people. So to win a bronze for the cover, it was the cover that had the – we had a an amateur astrophotographer who did some just stunning work. And mm-hmm. so the cover was the Orion Nebula, and, and uh, so we won a bronze award for that. So I was, I was pretty happy to, to bring home that uh, that little bit of hardware. That's exciting. Very cool. There's a pause waiting for Jack or what, Larry? Larry no, you're Larry, doing great, up. dude. I'm just I'm just hanging on. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm right here. I was really impressed with the interview of the Brigadier General for the last remaining Tuskegee Air. That was fantastic. Thank you. He's he was such a neat guy. Wow. He was so neat. I had prepared the last two issues. I'm I'm really happy with both of them. So we had two two issues ago. We had Chase Wilhelm, who was the. Um, army chaplain who went over to the Ukraine and started driving people back yeah. across the border right at the beginning yeah. of that war. And he was he was extremely well-spoken, great interview. And I, I would fly up to Lexington. We'd bring him in. We'd do the interview. So there's a, there's a video version of that interview or a short video version of almost a two-hour interview with him. And the same thing went with, with uh, General Woodhouse. And General Woodhouse – with both guys, I had prepared a whole list of questions. I did the background work, kind of like you did with me. And I, I have all these. <laughs> I, when I, did I, we do that? I said that would, in all seriousness. It was during dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, had, I had had all this homework done. <laughs> I, I told you I go off script sometimes. Oh, you're perfect. 
Um, <laughs> I had asked General Woodhouse. I, I, so I had maybe 15, 20 questions ready for the general. And I explained to him ahead of time, you know, the way we wanted to do the interview, the, cut the video together was without me in it. I want, wanted it to be just his story. Mm-hmm. So I would explain to him beforehand. I said, now, when I ask you a question, don't just answer it. Answer it by restating the question somehow. So if I say, tell me about your childhood, don't just say, don't start right into it. Say, well, in my early childhood. So I, wanted, so I walked him through that. He said, okay, that's great. Walked him through the first couple of questions, and I, we, we started rolling. I asked him the first question about his childhood, and he looked right into the camera. And I also said, look at me. Uh-huh. Just look at me. Don't look into the camera. And I'm off to the side of the camera. He looks right into the camera, and he says, my name is General <laughs> Woodhouse. You can call me Woody. I mean, and went off from there. He went 90 minutes. I never asked him a question, and he never stopped talking, and he covered every single thing I was going to ask him. He wow. told an entire life story <laughs> without a damn cue from me. That's so, awesome. Oh, that's awesome. At the end, he said, is there anything else you'd like to know? And I held up my sheet, and I said, I said, Woody, you answered every one of these questions on this sheet of 15 or 18, whatever it was, questions. And uh, But he was a neat guy, and it was really hard to keep that story. I mean, I didn't keep that story short. Typically, we shoot for about 1,500 words for a story because I think that's an uh, – an attention span for most folk, but this ended up being close to 3,000 words and a ton of great pictures of him and great pictures of the the uh, mural that they did in Boston Logan Airport for him. So it ended up being eight an eight-page spread, which is the biggest we've done so far, but he was, I'm glad you liked it, and I hope I did awesome. him justice. He was a neat, was neat awesome. guy. Yeah. Larry, Larry especially likes it when you use lots of pictures. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't really look that closely at the pictures. I was just fascinated with what he was saying yeah. and what you wrote. Oh, thank it you. Was, it, was, it was really great. I, I, I could have written probably another – I mean, I, it, it, was, it was hard to pick the, the best stories because the story about the high school that he wanted to go to and how really it was basically like, well, black kids can't go to this high school. And the story about how he had to eat behind a shoji screen in the officers club because he didn't want to let a black man eat with the officers. I mean, it was it was amazing the things he went through and the dignity that he just kept he kept strengthening himself. And he talked about his spiritual backbone and and how all of this all of this purposeful pressure to push him down really just strengthened his spiritual backbone. And I mean, just just a neat neat guy. Great story. So. When you're, how do you get these ideas for the stories, and how far out are you planning these issues? To... I, I'd like to say we're really far out, but we're we're typically about two issues out with okay. with the stories. I mean, now, and that can pivot at any time. If we have somebody that that pops up that is a great story, and and usually where that comes from is we'll scour the internet and. I didn't tap the table you that didn't. time. You I didn't. tapped my guest tag, but that was me. <laughs> thanks, thanks for covering. Um, We'll scour the internet and and look through the Facebook posts, and sometimes we'll see something that piques our interest, and we'll we'll follow up with that valley. And I think that was where Chase Wilhelm came from. And I think one of the actors from from bon- I guess the Valley of Boston, one of the Massachusetts actors, said, "Hey, this guy is a, a really he he does a great talk. He's a really interesting story. We should we should feature him because he's one of the last surviving." He thinks he, when I asked him that question, he hesitated a little bit. He said, "He said I think there are other guys who are still alive." I just don't think any of them are really ambulatory. And he's yeah. 60, 96 and a half, 
And he did remind me that after 90, you get to count the half years again. Before you're, before you're six <laughs> yeah, right. and after you're 90, 90, you get to count the half years because they matter. So, right. um, <laughs> which I just You're getting close, Larry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So they come from all over the place. And, I, and really, anybody that has a story, write to me at editor at srnmj.org and tell me the story. And if, if we can feature it. I mean, we... We started this beyond the quarry section, which is Masons doing non-Mason things. And, well, I mean, I guess they're all Masonic things because it's they do it because of who they are. Um, but there are a million of those really good stories. We just need somebody to point us in the right direction. I'm happy to do the legwork, but I need to know that the guys exist. And I think that's so important, whether it's um, in, in, in a large organization like the Scottish Rite Northern Masonic Jurisdiction – Grand Lodge, Pennsylvania, a district newsletter, or even within your lodge. One of the things I remember when I was master was the struggle to get guys to share what they did outside of the four walls of that building. Right. Um, I had a coin that I had when I was master, and I would give it to guests who would come visit, and the guys were, well, how can we get one of those? You have to tell us something you do other than come to a meeting. Here. I love that. And I gave away like 400 of them. Yeah. It's money um, well spent. Yeah, absolutely, because it's so important for guys to talk about uh, and share with others, not, not, to, not necessarily for any kudos or anything like that to themselves, but to help others see, oh, I can do that. Right. Or this might be something I might be interested in as right. well. Right. Uh, so I can only imagine the, the, the challenge you have to get those stories at a national level like that. Yes. It, but it is fun. It is, it has been, it's been an honor, really, and an unexpected part of that job. You know, I, I love to write, and I love to kind of flesh out some of those things, but really to get to meet people that are doing really great things that are, that are bigger than themselves and bigger than the fraternity, but shine, the, shine a nice spotlight on what we do as Masons, that's been kind of a, a, an unexpected blessing of that job. So you're the editor of the Northern Light. You're the editor of the Pittsburgh Valley Right now, it's called. Right now. Um, is that your career? Is that kind of how you came up through that? Is that, or was there something else? Or That's a very interesting question. How long is this show? Uh, <laughs> so so I, was a, I was a math major. At Josh can make it as yes, short as ex- we need exactly. to. <laughs> yes. Beyond my titles at the beginning, we're pretty much out of time anyway. But um, So I was a math major at Penn State. I always liked to write, and uh-huh. nobody Penn ever State? said... Penn State. Penn State. We are. Penn State. Penn State. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. We got that out of the. Yeah. yeah we, we can did. keep All doing right. that. Wait. Are you Are you both Penn State guys? No. They just no. got a lot of my money. Okay. <laughs> my wife is. My oh, wife is. Okay. Yes. Twice. All right. <laughs> a lot of it twice. Yeah. yeah. Twice. <laughs> Beautiful. So I was a math major. And I was a math major because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But I was good at math. and I mean, math and science was my thing in high school. So I thought, well, be a math major. Why not? So I I was a statistics major, so I was looking at actual... I know, I know. It explains a lot about me now. I mean, puzzle pieces are falling into place, I think, and I can can see that in your eyes. So I I, I wanted to... I I didn't want to be an actuary, but I had boxed myself in as a math major. I'm like, well, what the hell are you going to do? Let's... Actuarial work. So I didn't get that job, any of those jobs at the time. Uh, So I, I took a job as an insurance salesman, and did that for a very long time, and, and enjoyed it. It was it was fine, but it was it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to do with wasn't my life. Satisfying. Right, 
So I worked for somebody else. Then they were sold to a bank, and I started my own agency. In the interim, well, I shouldn't say in the interim, the entire time, my, my father owned a video production company and did, did wedding videography. And so in college, I, would, I, would, I said to him at one point, he said, I'm, I'm walking away. He said, I don't want to hire anybody, but I'm turning down weddings all summer long. And, you know, the little entrepreneur in me in college said, well, why don't you, if you buy me a camera <laughs> and a tripod and I'll, I'll pay you back from the first three or four weddings, whatever, whatever it takes. You can have all of the money from the first four weddings. And then for me, it's all profit after that, right? So in college, I, was, I, I would drive back to Pittsburgh and film a wedding on a Saturday. Mom would do my laundry. I would get all my, my meals at home, and I would come home with $400 cash in my pocket, and minimum wage was $3.15 at the time. Yeah. So my roommate would turn burgers down at the, the burger, the little burger stand in, in State College. I forget the name of it now, but the, re- the really famous little burger flipping place, the old 50s diner, and come home stinking of beef grease and French fries, and, and, and he would make $8 for the night, and I would come home with, with cash. And so once I got my real job, I said, well, why would I stop doing this? It doesn't, they, the two don't interfere. So I've, I still do video production. I do a lot of, I, I'm out of the wedding side of things. That's gotten weirder. So um, I do all corporate work now on, on that side. So I have that business. I actually, now I'm so busy. I have other people doing a lot of that for me. But so I went from insurance salesman to videographer to now editor and writer. So it's been a weird path. You still own the production company? I still own the production company. Yeah, so you I, I do. Talk afterwards. Yeah, I do. I do. Count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. We can have a little we can have project. A conversation. I'm working. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm geez. in. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back with more from Brother PJ Root. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back with our guest, PJ Roop. Uh, Brother Roop is currently the Right Worshipful Junior Grand Warden of the Free and Accepted Masons of Pennsylvania and Masonic jurisdictions therein to belonging. Um, about to be, he can, he's within sight of the senior warden's chair. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm cresting the hill of junior warden and heading into senior warden. Yeah. I can see it from here. So, talk about before you became junior grand warden and you got that tap on the shoulder saying, We'd like for you to do this. Sure. What did you think that job was then <laughs> versus what it is today as you're about to vacate and move on to the next step? 
you know, it's funny. I, I was very good friends with Sam Williamson before he passed and good friends with Tom Sturgeon. And I, and I worked, I did uh, a lot of the public relations for Ray Dietz. So I was, I was immersed in the Grand Lodge culture, I guess, and heard a million stories. I mean, Sam knew where every skeleton was, where everybody was buried. And, and, and may have put a couple there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was great to hear those stories. And, and I, I knew there was work involved in it. And really it hasn't turned out to be, it's, it's not an, any heavier a lift than I was expecting. I think the calendar gets overwhelming sometimes. I think in in October I was out eleven straight days and a couple eleven straight nights and a couple others not, th- traveling away from the house. Mm-hmm. Not just I mean because everybody's out eleven nights, but mm-hmm. so eleven nights I didn't sleep in my bed in a row. November is going to have ten probably something like that. So and and I just know that it's going to get busier and busier. And Jeff. Wonderling, current grandmaster, said, "You ain't seen nothing yet. It's it, it's going to get bigger." So, I, I think from the management perspective, it it's exactly what I was expecting it to be. It's it's kind of district deputy on steroids, and you have you have a few more people to take care of. I mean, really, where I was district deputy and taking care of ten lodges, I'm now junior grand warden, and and I have. 15 deputies reporting to me. So it, it really isn't a whole lot different from that standpoint, who I'm managing, because we don't, I don't get into the weeds. When you have to, I guess, we go into the lodges and help them out or answer questions or, or get involved in, I don't want to say skirmishes, but whatever friendly rivalries are happening in a lodge, even though they don't, aren't supposed to take place. Right. Um, so it's it's been it's been similar. It's it's been exactly what I've expected from that standpoint. Uh, just the amount of travel, though, and I think part of that is that I'm wearing the the active member hat, and I'm also wearing the hat of the editor of the magazine. So I'm traveling to get those stories and spending time in in Boston or wherever the stories happen to be. And uh, so it's 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 keeping me going. But my wife recognizes that it's 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 what energizes me so it's 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 kind of it's refreshing for for me to be able to do those things and really finally get to a place where i'm doing what i what i love you know i'm 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 a freemason by trade and and you know i'm i'm making my living doing this now and and uh you know being able to go out and tell the masonic stories and 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 do it on on such a big scale with, such, with a big audience has has been fun for me so you mentioned kind of in passing um, this whole upline structure of district deputies to write worshipfuls. Right. Is that a relatively new um, invention, or has that been around for a long time? I, I, when I was a district deputy, I did not have a specific right worshipful that I reported to. So okay. right currently, the, the dist- regions four and five report to me, and then I should know this, two, three, and six maybe are the center of the state, mm-hmm. and they report to... Larry mm-hmm. and one and seven report to Rob. The deputies from those right. those regions. Uh, when I when I filled out my report, they just went into the ether, and nobody ever said, nobody ever <laughs> called me and said, "What was on this report?" Or, or, "What do you mean there were only four people in the lodge?" Or, um, I, I actually at, at one point I was really bad at doing my doing my reports, and Sturgeon will appreciate this story because I I've I've told it a few times with him. He called me one day and he said, "You you haven't done you haven't done your reports in three months." So he was like probably the first guy that ever actually that I knew checked on reports. Yes, somebody's not somebody's uh, actually looking at this stuff. Right. It was it was refreshing and terrifying Mm -hmm. at the same time because what had happened. This was an old. It was one of these old programs that if if it had the little 
fields you would fill out. And you couldn't see everything you were typing. The box was only mm-hmm. maybe 180 characters, but you could put in 1,000 characters. So I would write these huge reports. Not huge, but... Kind of stream I would, of thought. Yeah, I would write detailed reports about mm-hmm. what went on in, in my in my lodge or at, at each visitation. And I remember at one point, we had had our, our first... Maybe it was my second year. We had had our first group visitation with the Prince Hall Masons. And it was a really big deal. We mm-hmm. had a, you know, George Calloway, who was grandmaster at the same time as Sam Williamson, and, and they were the two that got the youth groups to talking because at that point, everybody knew they weren't ready to get the, the, the real Masons. The adults together. The, yeah, the, the adults weren't mature enough to get <laughs> yeah, together at that right, point, right. but the kids were. Yeah. So the, they were kind of the masterminds and laid that foundation. So George was there and Sam was there, and it was a big deal. And I wrote this really long report, and I think I either got a phone call or Gail, my wife, said, come up and have dinner, and I left the report open, and I came back down, and I hit submit, and it had logged me out of the system, and it had timed out, and I lost everything, and I had put thousands of words, and I thought, oh, you dirty, yeah. Yeah. So... At that, from then on, I would write my reports in a Word document, and like every copy three paste. months, yeah. I would copy and paste them and get them all done. So Sturgeon calls me in you know, actually. To make the story even better, Sam calls me and says, Sturgeon's fit to be tied. <laughs> I said, why? He said, your, your report, I guess he's looking at your reports, your reports aren't done. I'm like, well, they're all in a Word document. And I, I was on my way home from work. I said, they're all in a Word document. They'll be done in 10 minutes after I get to the house. I can copy and paste them. So Sam says, well, just be ready. Sturgeon's going to call you. So hang up, hang up one call. Sturgeon calls me. He's like, your reports aren't done. Like, I, I know, Grandmaster, I, they're, they're, they're done. Look, go back in ten minutes, fifteen minutes, they'll they'll be finished. And so, I sent him all of the report. I got the reports done, and I sent him. Then I had my I had a blog going where I posted all of my my speeches from from the entire year. Mm-hmm. And I said, just not for nothing, and just so you don't think I'm not doing anything. Here's all these speeches I write for these lodges. I'm I, I'm not not shirking my responsibility. I'm doing twice as much as you know, most of the other guys that have done the job before me, not that, they're, not that they were bad guys, of course, but I'm doing it differently. So he writes back, you know, I sent him that email and about an hour later, he writes back, he goes, PJ, some of the best writing I've ever seen. Keep up the good work. Now do your GD reports. <laughs> I, I wrote him back. That's Grandmaster Sturgeon. To your Grandmaster. Sir, yes, sir. GD reports done. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good to go. So we've, he and I, I think that was kind of, that's where, that was the beginning. I was, we were friends before that, but that was the beginning of like the, a, a really close friendship with him. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that was. I don't. What was the question originally? We're talking was, about the upline structure. Thank you. The upline structure. Yeah, I went way off on it. That's all right. <laughs> clean that up in post. That's right. We um, do it all the time. <laughs> so, so there is no. <laughs> you promised me there was post. Oh, you said there would be post. <laughs> you said there'd be post. You'd make me sound smart. Um, yeah. So the upline structure occurred. Uh, a few years after I was done there. So I, I think everybody at that time had access to them all, whether whether they were ever read or whether they were – yeah, I never had anybody that said, well, hey, if you have a problem, call the guy that's currently from the East that's not the Grand Master. So um, that that happened after – and it functions pretty well, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it allows me to take a look at the guys who who – who I've – you know, they're, they're geographically closest to me. And because – masonry as, as much as it's supposed to be the same everywhere we're not the same in in every part of the state I, what really this I'm just shocked this shocked just in yes <laughs> we need like the news that's <laughs> 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 we 
of breaking news. I think so, we've got some news for tonight. In right? The yes. News today. There you go. Very good. There's your news story. Um, yeah. So it allows me to see what's going on on my side of the state, and I understand more the the idiosyncrasies of the western side of the state as opposed to. Well, no. I understand Wait, how you it's are the western to be done. side. Right. Of the state. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to make sure the idiosyncrasies are everywhere east of ah, me. That's yeah. Go. I was. I, I needed to rephrase. Spread it, so. the yes. Yes. Safe yes. Okay. Understand the inner workings, the fineness of what goes on in the west, and it, I can juxtapose that with the idiosyncrasies of the center and east of the state. Just kidding. You're all great. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that part of becoming part of the grand line is you. You kind of recognize that. Yeah, you know, I'm here for two years, and then I'm here for two years, and then I'm here for two years, and then I'm the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming those six years get spent with a lot of planning for that beginning of the I'm the guy year. Yeah, when are you going to start that? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I though. have a Google Doc. Oh, All right. So one. I have one Google Doc. It has a, it has several pages on it at this okay. point. But right. So when I started, we my I put a Google Doc together mm-hmm. and um, I share it with my wife. And so when we're we're at events and she can see what what goes on with the ladies when there's when the ladies are present at it, or she can just look at it. And so we can we can write. And there are a lot of positives, and there are a few negatives in there. And say hey, you know, Don't introductions for example. <laughs> can we find a better way to introduce people? Hashtag tedious. Do, exactly. What? Honestly. Um, yeah, you mean, we, you mean there's a way other than just reading a seven paragraph something off the internet? There might be. We're, <laughs> we're going to find it. There's who, who was it that said there's a better way? Find it, right? Was it Edison or somebody? Right. I don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I I have been doing some of that planning. I've got some some other bigger things in, like floating around in the back of my head. I don't have to pull a trigger on anything quite yet, but. We have our we have the room reserved, and I think we're going to do it on December twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah, of twenty twenty seven. Yeah, you think? That, that was well planned. Yeah, that, that day was day. free, uh, so day was free. we're going to we're, we're picking that one. Um, yeah, so it, it it does take some planning, and I I'm I'm not to the place where I'm, I need to start panicking yet, but I I've, I'm keeping a running log. You can of, feel the news starting to tighten just exactly. a little yes. uh, bit each yes. passing day. Yeah. I, I will say that the first two years, it is hard to believe that two years have gone already. Oh. That that has blown my mind. I feel like it was a week ago that I was taking that oath in Pittsburgh. So, oh. yeah, it, it has flown. How wild is it to climb up on those steps to the altar and do that obligation? It's it in it a was room surreal. Full of a thousand people. It was surreal. And I, I, I think I did it right. I hope I did it right. But I, yeah, I, I, I Josh worked has on that. The video of it. Let's, we can look at that and double check. I, I have the, I have the text he version. It. He remembers yeah. it well. So, <laughs> so yeah, that I mean, that was that was a that was kind of a moment. And to look back at that, I can there. I think it's interesting. I, I can see kind of almost that same childlike awe in my eyes as I as they as Rob conducted me to my station uh-huh. as as I feel like I had when I ran up to those guys in 1997 and said, my grandfather said I could watch this tape. Can I watch this tape? And can I, can I be a Mason? I, so I, it, cool. it's kind of, it's a weird little full circle kind of thing for me. But yeah, that was something I didn't think would, you know, you join the lodge and you don't ever think anything like that's going to happen. And when you, when you get there, it was, yeah. How did this happen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I keep saying yes? To exactly. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I may be wrong, but I'm assuming that perhaps when you kind of got into that role two years ago, 
you started to make a list of things that you might want to do during yes. the, your years into the future. Yes. How many things have you had to mark off the list because either somebody else stole your idea or that ain't going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't happened. Yeah. I don't take no for an answer very well. Uh-huh. So I, I, nothing is, nothing has gone off cause I don't think it's going to happen. I, okay. there are things that are on that list that I'm going to have to start laying groundwork for. Mm-hmm. It, and it sounds so mysterious to say it without telling you what it is, but I can't. I know. Obviously. No, I understand. But, I'm not um, asking you to. Yeah, no, yeah. there. and I knew you weren't. But, th- yeah, there are things that I say, okay, this is going to take some doing. And these are, there are going to be some arms sure. to twist here and some some explanations and charts and graphs and numbers to explain why I want to do things I want to do. Um, it'll be interesting to see if I succeed at some of those. Yeah, but ultimately, there might be a few that I, that I say, yeah, that ain't going to happen. But what's interesting, I mean, I'm, and I'm just going to throw this in because as you're saying this, this is the scalability of Freemasonry. Yeah, right? the because ultimate. The same things that you're going through as the senior or junior grand warden, the, the junior warden in your local lodge ought to be doing the same things. Exactly. Um, we, I don't think we, we, I don't think we structure them enough. We don't right. educate them enough right. in that respect that to to understand that they're building the future of the lodge from the junior warden's chair on up. Right. I mean. You are the future of the lodge, and I, I, we, I don't think we, I don't think we actively empower them enough. I they don't agree. understand, you know. And I was certainly in in that, but I, there were things that I w- wish I had known while I was junior warden that I only knew when I was district deputy. Mm. And I, and I, and so I would, I would tell junior wardens and senior wardens, I don't care if there's a past master that says no. I had a lodge that said, well, we have to ask so and so before we do anything. I said, well. Who's he? Well, he's, Show he's me a the trustee. Mm-hmm. I said, you're the master of the lodge. Right. I said, well, he won't give us any money. I'm like, it's not his money. Right. You know, so it, right. there's there's an education. And, and yeah. between guys who want to have their, their little fiefdom and make you think that they have it, and our – not inability, but our, our, our yet-to-be-discovered ability to – Tell our junior officers, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what the officer training workshops are to are to do is to say, "Hey, this is this is all the power you have. Use it wisely, and your lodge will be lodge will be happy when if a, if a, an incoming master uses the power wisely, except for the guy who he's stepping on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to be that guy who's like, who's loses his fiefdom, but you know, I yeah, I think we can we're doing a better job, and I think we can do an even better job mm-hmm. to explain to guys, yeah, this is. In, in two years or however many years, if, if they have a, a four-year cycle in the lodge, soon you're going to be the guy that's in charge of this place. Right. And, and here's what you can do and here's what you ought to do. And right. here's who answers to you. And that's everybody. So no, no matter where you are in the, cha- in the food chain, whether you're, you're Persevent in your lodge or uh, you know, the deputy grandmaster, you're, you're all, you have to be planning. You have to be thinking ahead. You have to be playing the game you know, two years out or four right. years out or whatever. And, and if you do, it, it, it all becomes just execution when the day comes because you've already made the plan. And you, right. don't, you don't, you know, other than a little bit of tap dancing, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But, but the plan is there. The plan is in place. Everybody's got buy-in to the plan. Now you just have to execute. Right. And it's much easier than trying to make it up on the fly. Yes. I, I, think, I think that's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, it, the leadership vacuum that exists, at least at the lodge level, um, it's scary um, and astounding at the same time. Um, we've got some great 
leaders out there. I'm, I, right. don't, I don't want to in any way say that it's not. But when you go into places, and as you said, you've got guys that have been in line for three or four years you know, waiting to become Worshipful Master, and then it's like, what do I do? That's not the time to figure it out. Uh, no. Right. right. No, no, no. You yeah, have, the, you have the to secretary. know your bylaws. You have to know, you yeah. know the digest. You have to know those things. Yeah, if your secretary hands you your budget and says, "Here's here's what you're allowed to spend on <laughs> here's your on this. Here's your yeah. year. Here's your year. Yeah. You're going to do this on. In, you're going to do strawberry night in June. <laughs> you're going to do peaches and cream in yeah. in September. And right. Yeah. No, I, those I, those secretaries should be handed their gold watch and. I, no, no I, I disagree, Tim. They they are a level of continuity that we have to have. But when you get to the but, point but that you're you, right, where it's just dead, stifling anything, right. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. there has to be opportunity. You're a, you practice. should be a, you should yeah. be best supporting actor in Correct. in, in right. the lodge right. as, as secretary okay. and not best actor. I have something. I have a question to ask. Cut his microphone. Somebody turn. <laughs> I am talking in the he, microphone. He woke up. <laughs> <laughs> this coming Saturday. Uh oh. Michigan comes to Penn State. Oh, gosh. What's mm. your prediction? Well, since the new Sovereign Grand Commander is from Michigan, and uh, and I'm a Penn yeah. – no, I, you know what? You know, the I'd beauty like of this th- is this episode will air two days after that game. Oh, see? Can we, can we, cut, can we cut, a, cut the right answer in? Can I you record two that, yeah. answers <laughs> Yeah, to there you go. <laughs> I think Penn State's going to win by a score of – and I also think Michigan's Michigan. going to win by a score of, and then some other voice can be laid in there, right? right? You can exactly. There so, you go. No, I, I, you know, I, I'm obviously going to root for Penn State. Now, my brother is a is a did not go to Michigan, but he is a Michigan. He lived up in Ann Arbor for a while, so he is a diehard Michigan fan. So we will be we will be rooting against each other this week. Yeah, you get a disease nice. if you live up there. It's terrible. Exactly, like the Kelsies. <laughs> you turn blue. Right, right. So I will be pulling for Penn State, but I, I, I I'm, I worry. A little. It's at Penn State, though, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the Penn State win. That's a four there point you. advantage. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That helps. All right. So, um, I think we're gonna take one more break here, and we have a special um, presentation that we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna confer a degree. We're gonna confer a degree oh. on I'm, the show. I'm yeah. scared. We're, let's see degree. let's see how many letters from Grand Lodges we are about to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna confer a degree live confer a degree on our podcast. On our podcast. Which isn't okay. live. Let the letters flow. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Hello, I'm Austin Schifrin, and welcome to Bone and Marrow, a short segment of Masonic Learning. This segment is entitled. 24 precious hours. We have a lecture and a symbol in Freemasonry where we talk about time management. It isn't particularly important which degree this is attached to, nor what the symbol is, because I feel like this is one of those subjects pertinent enough to handling modern life that it should be discussed as broadly as possible. For the last 20 or so years, I have only ever held what are considered 9 to 5 jobs. I've been a guy working on a computer at a desk in a cubicle the sort of arrangement you might see in, say, Dilbert. In some of these jobs, the workday has been very predictable, and I could comfortably anticipate when I'd be wrapping up in the afternoon. In other, more high-pressure roles, it seemed like unpredictable ad hoc work was always coming up, and I sometimes got home at 7 or 8 o'clock at night instead. I still count myself fortunate in comparison to the grueling schedules that some people around the world somehow juggle. I was once a more consistent practitioner of my own religious devotions. 
At one stage in life, I went to services on the weekends probably three out of four weekends per month and may have been called away one weekend per month by family gatherings or charitable activities that I could at least rationalize to myself justified my absence from that house of worship. Then, sadly, that proportion inverted itself, and I missed services more often than I attended. I'm still wrestling with my conscience on this note. The time that I devote to the necessities of sleep and nourishment is catch-as-catch-can for the most part. Realistically, I probably get around six hours of sleep a night. I sometimes have a half hour for breakfast, or it's eaten on the run. Lunchtime has become very unpredictable. Typically, the most leisurely meal, if that term applies at all, is dinner, whether my girlfriend and I have prepared it together, or we decide to splurge and either order in or dine out. This is often the only meal that has its own boundaries and isn't consumed on the fly. I share all of these observations because I suspect many of you can relate. Modern life feels so challenging to navigate. But just because it's challenging, we shouldn't throw up our hands and relent. That clever quote that you saw from Venus and Serena's dad in King Richard actually originates with brother Ben Franklin. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. In the midst of the cool and exciting lessons of Freemasonry, its handshakes, symbols, passwords, and rituals, let's pause and appreciate one so simple and humble it may sometimes get scoffed at or altogether overlooked. Imagine the transformation it might make in your own life and how it might empower you to impact on the lives of others if you could give the mindfulness to each of these activities that they deserve. Your attendance upon the deity and the relief of brethren in need, your chosen career, and your rest and refreshment. Brothers, please take care of yourselves, the better that we might be enabled to take care of each other and the world. I hope you enjoyed this segment, and for more Masonic insights and learning, please look out for my book, More Light, Collected Masonic Writings 2017 to 2021, now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and as an Apple ebook. Thanks, and take care. And we're back, and we promised you before we left that we were going to confer a degree tonight. Now, as we were uh, preparing for the meet for this recording session tonight, we met with PJ, uh, had, had a bite of dinner, and he was asked, are you a turtle? And he replied, uh, what? What? I've heard of turtles. What? And we all said, that's just wrong. So those of you who are already turtles... Say to your phone or listening device right now the answer to this question, are you a turtle? All right. Okay, correct. Some of you got it. Most of some you got of, it right. Some, some of, of you got it right. It. Some of you owe me a drink. Right. So, the PJ, the, the history of the, the ancient and honorable order of turtles is this. During World War II at a, an air base in England, there were some officers sitting around just mumbling about stuff. And they were reflecting on the fact that there's all these mooses and elkses and orioles and eagles and all of these animal groups. And we need, we need a fraternity. We need to create our own fraternity. What could be a noble animal for us to emulate in our lives? And they decided that a turtle can't get ahead without sticking its neck out. I like it. Okay? So yeah. that's that's where it all began according all right. to, according to legend that has no basis <clears throat> in fact that's where this starts so 
in order to be made a turtle, you have to answer a series of questions that will demonstrate to us the innermost secrets of your character. And I'm doing it in front of the world. By your answers, we will know the inner PJ. Okay. And for our listeners at home that are not turtles. If you are not yet a turtle. You should write your answers down. So that you can be made a turtle in absentia. Right. So at the end of this, we can we can give you the, the secret word and all that stuff and tell you what l- website to log on to to get a dues card. So Wait, wait do, am I going to add this to my copious dues later? Uh, no. Uh, there, 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 there is they're no, not paid yet. There is, <laughs> oh, there is no fee for this. There okay, is good. no fee for this, yeah. I can afford so, that. Right. So four questions that will determine the nature of your character. First thing that comes to your mind. Before yeah, you start, first I'm, answer, I'm terrified for the record. Good, you should be. This. First should be. answer, first question, Okay. Uh, what does a woman do sitting down that a dog does on three legs and a man does standing up? Oh, this scares me. Yeah. Okay. So this will tell us a little more about who you are. So a, a, a woman sitting down, a dog on three legs, and a man standing up. Well, I, I know I'm not supposed to say go to the bathroom but well, that's an appropriate that, that, answer that, that, that tells answer, us yeah. something about I, I feel like i you. should know a better answer than a that. better answer might be shake hands shake hands okay fair enough okay see where the, yeah. i see where you're going yeah all right there we yeah. go yeah second one might so, be a little easier then okay, the second question you. what does a cow have four of and a woman only two Legs. Ah, oh, nice. Thank you. Well Thank played. You. Yeah. All right. Well played. <laughs> okay, this is one of the harder ones. Oh, compared to the first? Yes. <laughs> Dear Lord. A four-letter word ending in K that means to have intercourse. Oh, I got this one. Talk. That is correct. Whoa. Whoa. Man. I'm a writer. We there made, you go. Yeah. That's we, good. That, was, that was made for me. That's good. We, we All right. I want to show of hands from our listeners. How many of you actually got that right? Uh, I don't see you there. You're There's lying. one over I there. I see you. Yeah. yeah the I don't think There aren't too many. All right. Final question. What is it on a man that's round, hard, and sticks so far out of his pajamas that you can hang a hat on it? Oh dear Lord! <laughs> Come on, I should know this. His his head. That would be correct. There it is. <laughs> Those were good questions. Oh, right? Yeah, I'm All mad right. at myself for not getting the first there one. There you so, go. We'll clean that one up in post. So <laughs> Shake hands. So Put the story, in. the 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 story is that every turtle has as a pet a good-natured donkey. So you, because you always see this turtles walking with donkeys uh, along yeah, their creeks, right? right? So, mm-hmm. so every turtle has a good-natured donkey as a pet. So, if anyone ever asks you, "Are you a turtle?" the only correct answer is, "You bet your sweet ass I am." You bet your sweet ass I am. Okay. All right. There you go. If you fail to answer correctly, then whoever you asked the question to has to buy you a drink oh i like it all okay. right so you can catch people i i caught um laverne gibble in lodge mm-hmm. um so he owes me i think we, we've gotten several people on this but larry has a historic story about the turtles i do you told it before we started tonight 
a famous asking of that question. Oh, okay, the press conference. Oh, yeah. I guess. Thanks, Tim. Eric, think yeah. back like 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. Back in Actually, 19- probably an hour ago. <laughs> back, I think in 19- Just relax. 1960 or 61, John F. Kennedy was president. He was at a news conference, and he was doing his presidential news conference and so forth. And one of the reporters stood up and said, Mr. President, are you a turtle? And he looked. <laughs> And he thought, he said, you beggar sweet ass, I'm a turtle. <laughs> That's great. Yes, yeah. he did. It was wonderful. It was yeah. also uh, somebody from Mission Control asked, I think it was Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, Commander Armstrong, are, are you a turtle? And he said, well, uh, I am. And when I get home, I will buy you a drink. No, <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Yes. All right. Ever, ever the diplomat. Yeah, ever right? the diplomat. Because that was coming right. over from outer right. space. Right. To the so, world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So when you become grandmaster. And somebody asked and, me. And Larry stands the up at the installation. And greeting yeah. people, someone will say, Grandmaster, are you, are you a turtle? You might have to buy him a drink. I might have to buy a drink. <laughs> or as Grandmaster, you know, from the podium at the end of your speech, you could say, now I have one question I want to ask all of you. See that? And I oh. will collect the dividends at the bar afterwards. Oh, right. All right. Are you all a turtle? And just all right. have the whole room erupt. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You might get like enough that. drinks for your uh, entire uh, term. Entourage. My entire night, you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Night. For, night. Night for, <laughs> for sure. Two, for right. two years. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. So that's that. All right. All right. So, well, I'm happy we, to be a turtle now. Well, congratulations. It was it, less painful than I thought it, it was. And um, you go to Turtle, what is it, Turtles International? Uh, ancient and Honorable Order of Turtles. There or a hoot. There you go. Look at you with acronyms. My little acronym. Wow. That was tight. That was tight you Thank didn't you. even think about <laughs> I, that, that yeah amazing all right. all right so now now it's time to play copious dudes hey. and tonight we have with us right worshipful junior grand warden pj roop who is going to write down this very oh you have it already have, he's already got it he's already got calculator. it he's been listening to the show so he yes. knows exactly how to do this so we are going to quickly go around the room and guess how much we think brother PJ pays in his copious dues should I should I I'm should I tell you a no. Story no. or, or are we just picking numbers? We just pick numbers. Okay, then I'm not going to tell you anything. They're going to okay. pick. All right. We're yeah. all going to pick You're numbers, all gonna, right? And, and whoever is the closest I, I was without give, going. Can over. you tell us the story afterwards? Well, I was. Story. It was going to give you a. Hit. There was going to be a hint. No, don't. Go. Okay, no. that that was what I was asking. Should I give no. you a hint about no. something? Okay, it's Tim cheats. So, no. All right, no hints. Larry okay. cheats when you do that. All right, I, inter- I interrupted that whole thing. I'm sorry. You, sure. were, you had your announcer right. voice and everything. I got to get back into my voice right. for this game. Here we go. So. Let's start with Josh. $1,400.26. He's taking my strategy. I I like the way you do it. It's the rounding error that gets us. (laughs) Right. All right. $1,000 some. $400.26. All right. Very good. Brother Tim, how much do you think Brother PJ pays for his copious dues? Um, I'm going to go with $1,312. 
That's it? No, no sense? No, no sense. sense. I have no yeah. sense. I have none either. <laughs> One, well, we, knew, we knew that about you, yeah. $1,312. Is that correct? Yep. Larry, tell us, what do you think, Brother PJ? Here's the thing. Uh-oh. Just give us a number. No. <laughs> Larry's only said two words tonight. Let him One, talk. He's not a member of the right? So you were paying Therefore, attention. Therefore, he can't be a Templar. Uh-huh. He's right. not a member of Grotto. Right. He's not a tall cedar. He's not an AMD. Right there, there's $400, $500. AMD, right, right. I'm going to say $656. Larry, well played. Hmm. 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 Oh, see, I gave those clues away. Now you're... you're no, no, because right. I was on the same rail. I was okay, on the right. same rail. Okay, right. I was going to say somewhere in the 600 neighborhood, but I'm going to say 590 Whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. Hmm. So, so, brother PJ, are we gonna re rehat? We don't need to rehat. We we're going. Re-hand. We're going long. Right. Brother PJ, tell us how much do you pay for your copious dues? My dues are one thousand two hundred sixty-nine dollars and sixty-three cents. Oh. Whoa, man! What? I was close. Yeah, I think I was close. Were you, were but Timmy, Timmy and I are both over. We're both you over, so Larold wins. Oh. Number three. How are you so? How do you win so often? I don't know. I and that's do. without all the Yorkrite bodies. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. That's well, impressive. I have my T.O. Lodge, right. and I have the Jesters. So those oh. are those. Ah, yeah. Jesters. I nah, wasn't see, I, I was. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I knew Jesters. You so knew that's not a Masonic it, organization. Yeah, it is. Well, Shrine Cap, doesn't it? Nice. I see what you did there. So, yeah, <laughs> let's start this over then. Yeah. yeah. No, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, we'll Jeez, let it roll. Jester's that part I was paying attention to. Actually, Larry, you did well. Jester's yeah, Jester's is like $1,000 a freaking year. Okay. But I'm also a life member at Scottish Rite, so I don't even pay. Sc- oh, Scottish Rite's right. not even in there. Ooh. So I realized a year or two ago, I'm like, hey, I'm going to live hopefully long enough to right. make it make sense to get yeah, a life membership got, at Scottish Rite. you your side for some of these. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, right. <laughs> we'll see what the next six years <laughs> Right. <laughs> what kind of toll that takes on me? <laughs> All right, Jack is uh, having convulsions over here. Having uh, a spasm. Okay. Having a spasm. All right. So Larry wins his third copious dues, man. That's well, impressive. I'm telling you what, your reasoning was not completely sound, but you won. So, yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be sound. That's right. <laughs> there's, there's no, no place but for the remarks. But there was some you're logic just, you're a win. for what he did. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. So anyway. All right. So quickly, let's go around the horn, Larry. What's coming up masonically for you? Goose and gridiron. Yeah, that's it. Tall so what cedars. is Goose and gridiron? Yeah, that's it. Tell me Bre- about Goose Breakfast and Club. Breakfast Club on oh, Thursday. Breakfast at Club. the Goose yeah. and Gridiron. No. It's actually at a restaurant here in, in Oh, so it has nothing to do with the one no. in Elizabeth. I think it actually no. started okay. before there was a Goose and Gridiron in at, Elizabeth. At Elizabeth. Yeah, they, 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 stole, they stole our name. Maybe yeah. before the one in England. Yeah, Maybe. definitely. Jack. Larry is that old. I've got stuff coming up. I continue with lodge education stuff um actually uh we're doing a masonic education this month in our meeting on examination of a visitor which we haven't done for a long time so i understand we're having a visitor come to our lodge and we're gonna we're gonna exemplify we're gonna exemplificate him right in the middle of the lodge all right so that'll be fun i'm also working um on the um grandmaster's um installation banquet i am sort of the ticket coordinator for that uh, we just put up an Eventbrite uh, for that um, today. 
there'll be an email going out from the Grand Lodge uh, to let people know from outside the, the immediate area. If you'd like to get tickets to the inauguration banquet, um, there's a, there is now a website to do that. Uh, it's an Eventbrite thing. You can either get single ticket or as many individual tickets as you want or a whole table if you want to sit together with a, a bunch of friends. But the tickets were distributed to the lodges in the central Pennsylvania area right. for, the, for the most part. And uh, we, we need to get them out to the other uh, people in, in this, across the state and across the area that would like to come. So uh, we just put that up today, which, which when this lands will be five days ago. Right. Uh, so um, if you don't have a ticket and you'd like one, uh, it's going to be a great time at the Marriott in downtown Lancaster. It's uh, it's a whole day's worth of events. It starts at 10 o'clock with the open installation ceremony, and then there'll be a, a brief break uh, welcoming a grandmaster, and and then there is a uh, a procession of uh, a group across diagonally across the square in Lancaster City to Old Lodge 43, uh, and there'll be a special meeting of a share Casifia Lodge at at in that building and that's god bless you have you ever seen that uh the inside of that building i have not I know, larry showed me pictures Holy it looks moly. it looks it, amazing pictures I can't wait. don't do it justice yeah it, it's yeah. it's i cannot really wait cool. to, to get in there uh so um those those tickets are limited so if if you are interested in that portion of it it, it is a masonic event it's a it's a special meeting of a sherika lodge I, I i apparently it's uh it's the protocol that the first appearance of a newly installed grandmaster should be at his home lodge. Correct. So that's why they're doing it there because everybody's going to be there, uh, and it, it's being done as a special meeting for uh, Larry's uh, Larry Durr's home lodge. But um, yeah, uh, look it up on Eventbrite. Um, reach out to me if you need to. Uh, just send a message to uh, MasonicLightPodcast at Gmail dot com. And I will get it, and I will reach back out to you if you don't want to use the online ticket ordering. So that's going to be most of what I do for the next three or f- well, six weeks probably, yep. is trying to keep the district deputies uh, in check. They're an easygoing lot, so that's oh be yeah. Easy. So f- so far, one of them has done it the same. <laughs> <laughs> one in a row. That's one perfect. In a row, yes. That's right. <laughs> the first annual. Right? Right. The first <laughs> annual. That's right, Josh. Uh, pretty much just podcast and that's, uh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brother PJ, what you got coming well, up? I'm, I'm delighted to know that we are jumping, the Grand Lodge is jumping into the early 2000s with right. Eventbrite. That's exactly. pretty cool Isn't that we're that not going to have just paper tickets. So yeah. that's, uh. Yeah. Oh, the, no, 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 no. We're still paper we're tickets. We're still paper tickets. But oh, we're not going to scan them? This you is know, in well, addition. Nobody's going to scan those. <laughs> this is in addition. Are you kidding to, me? No. <laughs> hey. We have, we have membership cards on Grandview that <laughs> could be scanned. But we don't. But we can't use them. Yeah. Never mind. Progress is incremental. Sorry, I don't. That's okay. <laughs> We're just demonstrating to <laughs> the, the, the larger the world. Are, not the views of the Grand Lodge. <laughs> There's no <laughs> scanner that's parallel. Port. Scott knew we were going to get letters <laughs> that's out that's of this right. episode. We need parallel port scanners. That's right. We're just demonstrating to the larger world that we don't really control the world. Right. That's, that's right. That's, that's well, if we tried, if you would know if that if really you were there when it, we yeah. tried to order pizzas, yeah, right? You, right? You can't. You can't get. Ten guys to agree on pizza toppings, especially after our last episode. Run. Oh yeah. yeah, we know what to avoid now. That's, that wasn't pizza. I mean, right. that, that was not a pizza. I agree. There's there's certain levels standards. Of, yeah, right? there's certain standards yeah. you have to meet, and yeah. <laughs> cauliflower crust with <laughs> ham and pineapple <laughs> meets none of them. None of them, I say. 
my my big thing coming up is on the 28th of November I am going to be co-hosting a night of charity with the Scottish Rite. Oh, that's I'm, right. Yes. Uh, J, thank you. JB McNaughton and I are are going to be hosting the the telethon that we do up at Supreme Council and we're going to uh they're worried that I'm going to go off script. I'm at, no. No, I know. No. Shocking, I know. <laughs> so I'll be up there from the Sunday after Thanksgiving till the Wednesday after after that to uh to to get that all finished up. So we're, uh, I'm excited about that. It'll, and it'll if be my first time. Someone on that wanted stage. to tune in and not only watch but perhaps donate. Where might they? They could go to donateright.org or com. I don't know which. One of the two. Donate right. Uh, go to the Scottish Right website and, and look for a place to, that says Scottish donate. Right and MJ. Scottish Right Computer. You just put yes. money into it. Or look on Facebook or the Scottish Right NMJ page or any piece of social media. I think they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, be pushing it heavy in the next two weeks. So right. find that, and it's. I think it's. I don't even know the time. It's in the evening in on the twenty eighth. Of course, that's like three o'clock here in Pennsylvania. Exactly so. right. Right <laughs> on the twenty eighth. Yes, Tuesday the twenty eighth, a night of giving at the at the Scottish Rite. Give early, give off, and I'm going to be in a competition. I think maybe with JB to see if see who can scare up the most uh, the most donations. I don't know how we're going to figure out who gets the credit for them, but yeah. um, you have to say a code word when you donate. Exactly. You yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, so very quickly, stated meeting, Valley of Harrisburg, coming up Friday. Samuel C. Perkins Royal Arts Chapter next Monday. And then the Big Valley of Harrisburg's Fall Reunion, where we will be conferring. We're not conferring. We're, what's it called? Putting on a play. The plays. (laughs) We're doing plays of the 4th, 12th, 17th, 20th, 28th, 31st, and 32nd degrees. Wow. Come to the Big Valley. Holy moly. It's a Friday and Saturday. Uh, come join us. I think dinner's like at four, um, so that we can get those Friday night degrees in. And since a lot of our members usually eat dinner at four, that works well with that's our right. schedule. So. Blue plate special. That's yeah. right, blue plate special. Uh, and, and then on the following Monday, Harrisburg Council of Royal and Select Master Masons. And that's it. <gasps> Woo! All right. Bangering. Good show, guys. All right. Um, this went way PJ, too fast. Thank, thank you, you for uh, joining us. Uh, best of luck as you continue your travels uh, in the Grand uh, Line. Thank you. And uh, we'll have to have you back. I'd, I'd love to come back. This was a lot of fun. And That's it went f- way faster than I thought. Good. Hard to believe it's only midnight. All right. All those vague, <laughs> all those vague promises you made, we're going to hold you to. <laughs> right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. We know now. We, we know. Do. We do. Fair enough. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's time to uh, let the uh, loose, chickens out. Loose, loose the beast. Loose the chickens. And Larry, get us out of here. Yeah, I'm going to read this tonight because I don't want to make a mistake while the right worshipful junior warden. is not no warden. See, well, you already uh, messed it up. He's got it in front of you. Good, good, good. Grand. Anyway, yeah. special thanks to Everett Lodge 665 for making this studio available so that we can have spectacular guests yes. come and visit us. And me. Yeah, absolutely. To Josh Lamberton, our... Um, Josh Lamberton, our producer and director. Jack Harley, our news director. I shouldn't be reading this. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. And to Michelle Snyder, who is going to be doing more shows. Excellent. Douglas Maiden. Here she just wrote a book. And uh, Austin Chiffrin, our Masonic Light contributors. We thank you for all the work that you've done over the past couple of years. And also to our Patreons. Sometimes we don't thank them enough 
for what they do. Why don't you do that, Larry? Yeah, I'm thanking them right now. Oh, so good idea. That's, that's a, a roundabout way of saying thank you. That was pretty direct. And, and also to our listeners who always make doing this show worthwhile. This is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. And remember, have fun. Do good. You're here. Number one in Uppsala, Sweden. We need to send a uh, hailing sign out to Ima Blather. We haven't heard from her in a long time. She retired, you know. Did she? Yes, yes, actually. We never got her on the show. And actually, uh, MI6 has been investigating her for the past few years because they think she had some uh, Soviet-Russian links. I can't believe that. Not Ima, but anyway, there's just some serious stuff going on. Bye, everybody. This is Tim. (laughs) Good night. Larry's been taken away. Larry has left the building. <laughs> oh my God.